0: Hello,
1: good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be And welcome to the MMA Shower Sponsored by Hatton James Legal For all your employment law needs, please go to hattonjameslegal.co.uk So that's for all your employment law needs Go to hattonjameslegal.co.uk And to get your uh, podcast fix you can go to srbmedia.co.uk, srbmedia.co.uk, king of podcasts. A variety of podcasts from Speedway to football, soccer, and obviously MMA and even some wrestling you'll find there. To contact the, the show, you can email on the MMA Show 7 at gmail.com, at the MMA Show 7. Sorry. The MMA Show7 at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is at the MMA Shower and Facebook page is Let's Talk MMA. Let's talk MMA. That's Facebook on the uh, group page. And it's always welcome with your with your comments and questions and general uh, interaction. Okay, in this uh, Month's episode, we'll pre we will preview UFC 264. And that's uh, Dustin Poirier. Versus Conor McGregor three, so this is going to be the trilogy fight, and uh, that takes takes place. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be our main focus is UFC two six four, and if there's a time for a fun question or two, we'll try to get into those. And uh, moving into the uh, into introducing the uh, the guest and the co-host uh, for this episode, it's. Uh, Matt Penny from PurelyMMA.co.uk Hello Matt, how are you?
0: Good afternoon, it's been uh, far too long mate um, A mad world still Due to pandemic etc But uh, all good here mate, hope all good with you
1: Thank you, yeah You said it right on there that uh, It's a little bit crazy but hopefully We can see some uh, Decent light at the end of the tunnel And uh, yeah we're just trying to Get through it as the best we can, and uh, and this is part of it as well. I think so. Uh, looking forward to uh, the next uh, forty minutes or so. So um, yeah, so UFC two six four. Obviously, it's Poirier versus McGregor, the trilogy. Um, I think uh, just before we get into the the fights, just generally o- opening it up in terms of what it could mean to the divi- for the division. And and Poirier's decision not to fight uh, Oliveira for the title Now to fight McGregor Now the money aside, I mean that's a no-brainer You know you're going to earn a lot more money fighting McGregor Just ask Nate Diaz and what it's done for him Um, Two things, Poirier's decision not to go for the title You got a problem with that or you just make hay while the sun shines
0: understand why he's done it, and uh, I, I think he's probably, he, he's still at a decent age, you know, it's not like he's pushing for time or anything, so I, th- I think he's probably right just to take this trilogy, close it off, because, you know, the Connor was very quick to turn around the, the fight with Nate Diaz, number two, he was very quick, you know, they had the fight signed within a week of the first one, um, and we're still waiting on the trilogy, you know, multiple years later, so... Poirier saying well let's get out of the way let's get it done then, I, then we can both move on with our relative careers so I think it's probably a, a good move
1: and from McGregor's perspective he, he just wanted to uh, avenge well he wants to avenge a, a loss yeah it's, 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 it's make or break for
0: him really so it's uh, usually he does well for a, for, a, for a turnaround fight like this you know the Nakedia's second fight went a lot better than the first so
1: I have to wait and see. Mm. But I think uh, for McGregor, you're, you're right to point out Nate Diaz. But I, I got the feeling during the Nate Diaz the second fight that now this is pure speculation. It's just a feeling. It's 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 arbitrary. You know, there's no science behind it. But I've I felt Nate in the third, maybe the fourth and fifth round, just backed off quite a lot. And he could have done a lot more, but I, I thought in his head that he thought he thought that if he loses the fight, that's one each, and it's going to go to, you know, a trilogy, and that will be another million, two million dollars. Just a feeling I've got, but...
0: Uh... Yeah, and that's... You're, you're possibly on the money there, I think. It's, uh, he knows he's not an idiot. He hasn't been an idiot, but I don't think he is an idiot.
1: I think he knows good business. You know, he, he's, it's probably better for him to drag it out Yeah. And I'm not sure if you remember, before the McGregor fight, because McGregor was going to fight Rafael dosangios, and uh, he got uh, injured. Yeah, And then Nate Diaz, I think it was a three-week, four-week, it was quite short, short notice. But um, Nate Diaz was, I think, on 40,000 a fight and 40,000 win, 40-40 or 20-20. He wasn't on a lot of money, even though, even at that stage, three or four years ago, he was pretty much a veteran, you know?
0: Yeah, he was, he was always been, he's always had a good sort of cult following behind him. But I think after Colin Number 1, that really set his name into superstardom. Mm. For
1: sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he, as an example, uh, we're pre-recording this, but uh, last week when he fought Leon Edwards, you know, he pretty much got outclassed for four and a half rounds. You know, Edward, Edwards was in control, never looked in danger. And then Nate Diaz had that minute where he rocked him for a minute, 90 seconds. And everyone was talking about Nate Diaz. No one was talking about Edwards. And um, and he's probably raised his stock even more, even though he lost Quite in the end, quite comprehensively.
0: Yeah, that fight got me pretty angry, to be honest. I, th- I thought he spent he spent the fight mucking around a lot, you know, doing the whole Nick Diaz, you know, taunting thing. Mm. But I just, for, for me personally, I just don't get it because he was getting pieced up for the whole fight. Mm. So you know, him doing the whole, you know, hands behind his back and you know, walking away and not looking at, at Edwards, it looked like that, that to me didn't do it for me. You know, I looked at him. And thought, well, you get, he start making it. Not, you're not doing any damage. It's not like you win the fight, mm. piecing up Edwards and then walking away. It's, you're not. You lose it. <laughs> yeah. So, for, for me personally, he didn't do a lot. And even when he had Edwards' rocks in the last minute, he didn't pounce on it. He didn't. He didn't activate himself. He didn't go for it. Mm. And I just thought, well, you know, but it, it, it something about him, you know. He, he's made his money
1: and he's made his name now so mm. yeah okay we'll, we'll move on to the uh, to the card in hand which is UFC 264 and uh, that's taking place on July the 11th i believe next month and uh, yeah we'll, we'll we're going to go through the the main card but not every fight so we'll we'll go through Sean O'Malley who's a he's a gifted fighter and a rising star against uh, Louis Smolka, um, who's got a pretty good record, and uh, what's your thoughts on the on those two and the, the obviously prediction? Yeah, Smolka's probably a, a decent test for for Marley. You know, Smolka I think has got good a good amount of grappling in him, a good range of wins from
0: KOs to, to submissions. But surely Marley really, in my opinion, does have the potential to be. Colin McGregor, sort of level. He, he's got the personality there, and he's got a very similar stance to how Colin used to fight before he turned to boxing. You know, he's got this very wide stance, he dashes it in and out, he has a good sense of distance, and that striking is superb that Sean O'Malley has. And he probably has a better ranging of, of wrestling and on the ground to Colin McGregor. So, a, a huge star in the making, potentially. Um, if he can keep himself fit, you know he's got he's got a history of getting injured, O'Malley. So let's see if he can stay fit. It should be another easy win. I mean, I think he gets criticised in the past for fighting cans and, uh, and getting getting uh, really easy fights, but that's kind of what you got to do to potential up and coming stars. You've got to give them slightly easier fights and give them wins, and that's how you you build up a star.
1: Yeah, I I agree pretty much with everything. Um, yeah, O'Malley's got uh, he's certainly got a a way of fighting that, like you said, it's it's slightly reminiscent to Conor with his uh, spinning kicks and his long kicks and uh, um, and he is you know he's got that um, element the sort of X factor which gives more stock to his style. Or rising star, anyway. Uh, but he's he's very tall for the um, for the division. He's nearly six foot five eleven, um, and one hundred and thirty five pounds, which is about seventy kilos, sixty eight kilos, somewhere around there. For yeah. a tall guy, that's uh, he must be a, one of those naturally, you know, skinny people.
0: He's, he's got the range for it. He's got the range, and he's so good at managing that distance. So for somebody like him with that that precise striking ability mm-hmm. that he has and then he's
1: taller than most of the people in the division he's got more of a, a reach than everybody else in the division it's, it's very it was it's, it's very similar to what Conor had in featherweight just the stats were a little bit better than everybody else in the division and then when
0: you've got the, the ability to manage that range like he has it's a lethal combination you know mm.
1: yeah 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 it's uh, 60 61 62 kilos. but also the when you think of a bantamweight you know you think of dominic cruz he must be 5657 five, tj Dillershaw, 5758 five, um and a, you know load of others as well so he is uh, very tall for that uh, division but um, yeah louis smoker he's He's good. He's, you know, he's, he's uh, like you said. He's he's well seasoned. So it will be a, a test. But uh, I think uh, Sean O'Malley has too much, uh, probably too much talent, and uh, and he knows how to execute the talent as well. And uh, in his last fight, he was very dominant. You know, I don't know how he didn't finish the guy, but uh, he was very dominant indeed.
0: Yeah, and no Volker okay solid he, he is solid and his recent record is, is pretty decent and a lot of his fights they don't usually go the distance he usually gets finished or finishes so in short can keep it tight you know actually take the fight seriously because i, I know he's very much a, a joker sort of leading up to a fight he, he often jokes around and he often doesn't really talk about fighting leading up to the fight he usually talks about his gaming and you know, and smoking weed and stuff, well, you know, if he's taking it seriously enough, <laughs> it, it should be a, a fairly easy win for, for O'Malley
1: via TKO, probably. Yeah. The, like you said, the, the only thing is is uh, he, he's had a, you know, relatively serious injury and recovered well, it looks like it, but, um, I don't know, because he's so tall and he's slender and maybe his bone structure is not as thick as the shorter guy, so... Hopefully that's not something that's going to plague him in this weight division.
0: Yeah, he has. I, th- I think he's had like he's had two serious leg injuries in his fights.
1: I can in certainly the- remember one for sure. Yeah,
0: one for sure. Uh, so yeah, I just hope he
1: can stay fit. Yeah, and you think uh, O'Malley's going to finish it in, in a TKO of some description?
0: Yeah. Oh. oh Yes, step up in competition, mm. but this is what you've got to do. You know, don't you know, don't chuck them in
1: too quickly into the big boys. You've got to build them up. Yeah, I think some people have a, a problem with uh, fighters getting, especially if they're particularly talented. You know, and they got star status or developing a star status. And there's nothing wrong with building them in, in a way because you, you're not, you know. You're not going to go from amateur to first fight being your world championship. You've got to learn the trade on the job, effectively. So that that's what they're doing. And, and you know, UFC are promoters and for promoters, this fighter is an investment and in what you do with your investment, whether it's stocks or shares or crypto or whatever, you're careful. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Long as it doesn't go on too long, then obviously it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: just, just keep, keep fit and stay, stay concentrated on what you're doing. You know, If you want to have, you know, smoke your weeds, that's fine, and if you want to do your gaming, that's cool. But stay focused, as I'm sure you will, and, and keep fit. I mean, he, he definitely had the, the lower leg injury against Vera, which obviously he lost. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he had, it was an infamous fight a couple of years ago, one of his first fights where he really hurt his foot. And he literally dropped it to the mat and couldn't stand up on it. And the guy wrestled him and actually went to the ground with him and wrestled him. And he easily and no finished the fight. But if, if the guy sort of made him stand up, he would have probably won it. Mm. I can't remember who it was against, but yeah, yeah
1: okay. stay fit, stay fit. Yeah. And do you think he's uh, a couple of fights away from a title shot?
0: Probably. Uh, stay away from failed tests as well He's had a couple of issues with that and stuff so yeah stay away from any drug tests and fit I'm sure he will be I'm sure they'll want to uh, mm. get, give him enough easy-ish fights to get some good wins and then put him in the title fight
1: yeah and he normally dyes his hair some rainbow skittles colour doesn't he skittles or something
0: some fans love that kind of thing don't
1: they? yeah <laughs> it makes him uh, stand out a bit so uh,
0: it does it does yeah
1: and like you say the rest of his antics gaming you know he doesn't really give a, a serious interview before the fight and when he's uh, when he's been filmed when he's at an event and, and they put the camera on him I don't know if he has a ready made weed he just pops one out and you know does that so uh, yeah oh, much, he kind of wants to copy the ad a little bit I think I think he kind of wants that cover following Do you think that's his uh, inspiration?
0: Oh yeah sure yeah you just, just, just his overall way of acting and uh, I think
1: And he's only uh, 26, so uh, if he does become world champion in the next year or two, then, uh, you know, if he keeps his head straight, he, he could be there uh, a long while. Yeah, there's some good people in front of him, to be fair. I mean, Aldo is still knocking around. And
0: obviously, you've got the, the guys at the top, here, and Sterling as the champ. I mean, mm. y- yes, Carl, we're going to have some cracking title fights there.
1: Yeah, yeah. OK, um, so we're both going for a O'Malley win. We're not exactly sticking our necks out on that one, are we? So, uh, No, I think that's a pretty safe bet,
0: to be honest.
1: Yeah, so we'll move on to the um, co main win, which is a, a welterweight. And this is quite interesting. Gilbert Burns, who's coming off a pretty severe KO when he fought for the title against Usman. I think that was about four or five months ago. And... Um, and Stephen Thompson, who I feel I haven't seen for five years fight, but I can't, I can't remember the last time I saw him fight. Was it... Uh, uh, was it uh, Darren Till, was it? No, no, it was. It was 2020. Was it? Oh, OK. Well, I missed, uh, I missed Jeff that one. Neal. Jeff Neal. I missed uh, it. it. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, so... Um, Gilbert Burns coming off, a, you know, fairly convincing loss, and and Stephen Thompson still there or thereabouts. So, uh, give us your thoughts on on both fighters and uh, what you think it could mean for him.
0: I wonder what he's still there, but I think the, the criticism of him recently, and I, I kind of, I do find myself agreeing a lot of the time, is that he's a lot more of a. He's just very chilled. He just doesn't. You don't really see a. Gut instinct from him to like finish a fight. He seems very happy to just sort of sell through a fight and let the judges make the decision. I, I, I just think if we could see a, a, a cutting edge from him, we might see another push from him for, for his career for, for a title. But at the moment, we don't see a lot from him. A lot of his fights go the decision and he seems happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ari Owani says he's the uh, and not, the, not the BMF, but the NMF, the nicest Mofo in the, in the game. Yeah. It's like, well, that's that's all well and good, and it's nice that like, he's respectful in every fight, but yeah, sometimes you need a cutting edge to go out and really want to finish a fight and stand out. Yeah. He has, um, yeah. What, what two title fights, obviously, gone both for a few years both
1: against now. Woodley.
0: Yeah. 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 Who uh, who now in this sort of grade, you think Thompson would win?
1: Um, but
0: Thompson uh, early on He,
1: he did have uh, quite a few finishes I remember Jake Ellenberger Johnny Hendricks uh, And a few others But you're right, lately If you look, think of him in the last Since the title fights It's pretty much decisions Yeah, he, 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 he even
0: finished Robert Whitaker at one point It seems since the title fights In 2016, 2017 Since then And I think against somebody like Gilbert Burns, I think I think he'll use that. I think Burns is more than happy to go for go for the kill. Um, and I, I think he was unlucky. Not unlucky against us, I, mean, I think he went on another level at the moment. Then I think it was probably just the wrong the wrong time, the wrong place for Gilbert Burns. Just looking at the names on his on his resume from from recent fights, it is incredible. So I, th- I think for Wonderboy, I think his best, uh, his best chance would to keep it on the feet, use the reach,
1: and use kickboxing. Yeah, which is what Gilbert is going to expect. There's going to be no
0: surprises there, is there? No, absolutely not. And you've got to think Gilbert, his, his best weapon is probably his wrestling, you know, second-degree black belt in, in jiu-jitsu. Mm. I know Wonderboy has... Multiple black belts himself, but he's not well known. Like, not that's not his main thing. His kickboxing is a standout. Obviously, multiple-time world champion in kickboxing. Yeah. So it seems pretty cut there. If if it stays at the feet, Wonderboy is probably got the best chance. But if 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 Burns can reclose close that distance and and stop the kicks and take him down, you, you think Burns will, will close out the fight?
1: Yeah, and the, I think. Uh one of the factors for burns maybe against the usman in the usman fight was uh, for a while i can't remember how many fights but burns was uh, pretty active at lightweight so i don't know if that made a difference uh, but uh, wonderboy's more of a natural welterweight so maybe the power in his his kicks and he, he, you know he he's got about 40% finish Record, so he knows how to finish fighters, but uh, he hasn't been doing that lately. No. Yeah, it'd be gr- it'd be great if, if he can keep it on the feet, and he can
0: use his kickboxing and show just like ten percent more of a willing to really finish off a fight and finish off a guy. I think it would be, I think, it'd be beneficial for him. I think he's really, I think he'd really benefit, and I think if he could finish something like Burns, I think that'd be a real a real
1: boost and really put his name in people's minds again. Yeah, and I, and I think that, uh, yeah, Gilbert Burns obviously is is one of those elite uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners because in, in the uh, Usman fight, I think when he got knocked down the first time, he sort of went into guard and then Usman hesitated a bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, thought all because they they were partners, weren't they? Yeah. Training uh, in the same stable.
0: They were. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Good, they, were they were good friends.
1: Yeah, and uh, that was part of the build-up as well. So, uh, but I'm not. I'm not sure about his his wrestling. Is is that elite? Um, w- with Brazilians, if they are elite uh, jiu-jitsu, because uh, wrestling is not ingrained since you know six years old, seven years old. Um, they normally haven't got that level of uh, sort of takedown and, and hold and contr- well obviously their control on the ground but that's to take it to the ground is sometimes a bit difficult but he, you know Stephen uh, Thompson is, uh, he's 38 39 now so the nickname Wonder Boy starts to get a bit funny yeah yeah and it's you've got
0: to keep yourself fresh in this mm. game like Wonderboy is always going to ha- always going to have you know a soft spot in a lot of older fans' hearts, but mm. the younger generation of fans coming in, you-, you need to you know refresh the memories of
1: people, and you've got to put like a new a new highlight into your highlight reel, if, if you will. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I don't, I don't know how many times uh, whenever Pettit is fighting, we how many times they show you know the Showtime. Knockout, and it's like oh, you need something new, and it's just like Wonderboy, you need something new just to, to remind new fans what you're about.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, who, who are you going to go for uh, as a prediction? I will go
0: Wonderboy decision. With. Mm. Yeah, I'll go with Wonderboy decision. Just, cause, just because he, ha- he has a little bit of momentum going, Burns is just bouncing back from a defeat. Like you said, Burns is more of a natural lightweight, he's sort of a smaller welterweight. Wonderboy is probably a big welterweight. So, using
1: the big size advantage, you can probably get out of a tank down attempt from Burns. And then, if you keep on the feet, you'll probably have the advantage a lot more than kickboxing. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to agree I'm, I might go for a TKO wonder boy if he can get one of his uh, uh, spinning kicks or a hook kick or something similar to that so uh, I'd love it I'd yeah. love it I'm, 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 I'm all here
0: for that I'm all here for, for a real cutthroat wonder boy period of time mm. I'm, I'm here for it I just hope you can put it off you know you can be nice and you can. can. Respectful and I I, I like it, but when it comes to fight time, you know, there's nothing disrespectful about knocking out your opponent.
1: Hmm. And I think, um, also Wonderboy, Stephen Thompson, whatever, he's close to 40, I think he's 38, 39, so he's not stupid. He's a, like you said, nice guy, level headed. He knows he doesn't want to get brain, you know, damaged fighting into his mid-40s, so maybe he's got two or three years, so maybe he, he views this as a, a last run, get two fights, good knockouts, you know, highlight reel, as you were stating earlier, make him recent, not four, five, six, seven, Anthony Pettis must be 10 years ago, the Matrix kick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep it relevant, keep it uh, fresh, and get a couple of knockouts, and he, he could have a uh, title fight.
0: yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're well aware as a fighter you're, 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 you're going to be well aware of, of your age and you know you're going to have a good idea of what how your body is feeling and the toll that it takes how long you're going to keep going you're going to be well aware of that
1: so mm.
0: he'll know it's coming
1: yeah yeah okay so we're, we're both in agreement that uh, Wonderboy uh, Stephen Thompson will be possibly the winner yeah, I'd like it. In terms of the uh, the division itself, now the uh, you know we, we spoke about uh, that Burns uh, Usman fight, and then last month or a couple of months ago, we had the uh, Masvidal two, and you know Usman was even more convincing um, in that one, and uh, that was a hell of a knockout. I didn't think anyone would knock out Masvidal like that. Just I thought he was one of those people, like Diaz brothers and a couple of other people. There's just something in them that doesn't knock him out. Normally, ten bags a week, but we won't go there. Um, yeah. So uh, the division itself, I believe, Covington is ninety nine point nine nine percent there with Usman. Would, you, uh,
0: would yeah. you like? Would you like to see that? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think I think Colby probably had the best performance against Usman that we've seen. Uh, I think literally ten or twenty seconds more, and Colby would have taken would have uh, taken Usman all the way for the the five rounds. I mean, Dana says he's got he's the next title he's the next contender he's the next title fight uh, like 100%.
1: Versus Masvidal 3 Already For the New York November card mm. yeah, well that, so, would, uh, that would be interesting uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see it Again, no. I'll be honest
1: not If it was one each, one win each Fair enough, but not two losses And the second one being so convincing Yeah I, I, I'm sorry I, I, I love Masvidal for what he's
0: done recently And the way he's re- Invigorated his career. Uh, I really like his new mindset, but uh, he is a glorified gentleman. Let's be honest. Like you know, he's he's reinvented his career recently. Fantastic. He's had a great couple of, like I was saying about about Wonder Boy, Masvidal has come to a new uh, generation of fans. Got some amazing KOs and it's reinvigorated people's support for him especially with his, his Nate Diaz uh, interactions. But he's not an elite level fighter. Mm. So I'm sorry, I just don't think
1: he is. Well, his record, I mean, he, his record doesn't say that, so...
0: Yeah, so, exactly. And it's just... Uh, I, I, his I, overall I just, record, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just think gifting him another fight, the title fight, is, nah. is
1: no. So you agree with Covington? BMF stands for Broken Mediocre Fighter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I do. Yeah. Again, I, you know, and again, it's he has done very well to have new highlights recently. Got new fans from a new generation of people. Cool. His new uh, mindset and his new like, outlook in press conferences. It's you know it's a very popular way. Of, Way of dealing with like the media, and it does get a uh, level of support and, and you know a good amount of fans. But as technically, why technically, it's just uh, you can't back up and talk. I'm sorry, you can't. Mm. So uh, I-, I wasn't surprised. I actually wasn't surprised. I know, I know, he doesn't get finished very often, and he had, the last time he was finished was a submission in 2009, I think it was. Mm. Um,
1: But I wasn't surprised they lost again, you know. -hmm. Yeah, and I think with uh, the uh, Usman, I think it's a case of uh, yes, I think he's done three title defenses, burns two against uh, uh, Masvidal, but uh, I think he's taking this a bit far. About he's he's going to choose the next fighter and calling out GSP. Now, I remember Woodley doing this when he won the welterweight title. I think after his first defence, he won. called out GSP. These yeah. guys need to build five defences, eight defences. Then, you know, it seems, seems these days that a fighter, okay, you may win impressively first two title defences, whatever. But then they start saying... Goat and pound for pound and all this rubbish. And there, yeah, get, you know, John Jones, 14, 15 defences. Anderson Silver 12. Mighty Mouse, 11, 12. GSP, yeah. 10. I remember GSP probably before you joined the UFC as in, as a fan. Yeah. He, he literally went almost twice around. I'm sure he fought Kostchev twice and... Uh, he, a couple of fighters he fought twice because he just kept clearing out the division and that's all he had to do so yeah people nowadays
0: seem very very cool like they want to rush the GOAT um, status rush people into the the GOAT conversation I think I think after the last knockout uh, I was very like that impressed that that actually impressed me and even though he's had a couple of a couple of finish wins I was still very much under the impression that like, he's a pretty boring champion. Right? He's, a, he's a pretty boring guy. But after the last one, you know, call cool, me cool converted. I, I, I like him a lot. Uh, he takes it seriously. And I think, I, I get it. I get why you call out GSP, right? You, you want to, as a welterweight, you want to be the one that calls GSP out and gets GSP out of retirement and like beat him. You want, that's what you want to do. Everybody wants to have that in your record, so I get why he's doing that. But I think if if Usman keeps his head down and he stays concentrating and clears out the division once more, I, th- I think you'll be looking at coaches to the argument for, for sure for, for the goat conversation. Yeah, you've got you, it's, to be honest. If you look at the the division overall, it's it's not it's not massively strong. There's not a lot of
1: I think uh, from you're right. From the fighters' point of view, they call out GSP, get a win on him, and you know their status goes up. Another fifty, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, at lightweight, especially. Yeah, like, you know. I, I think if, if you're looking at Welterweight only, I think GSP is undeniably the one. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you're if you're a man, if, and if you could successfully call out GSP and get. It, that they
1: beat him. Wow! But on the on the reverse side of that, from GS, GSP's point of view, I think he's, he's forty now or forty-one. Um, he, he's got nothing to gain if he beats Masvidal or, an, or if Covington's champion. Yeah, you know, they're, they're at their their time. They're they're the best, obviously. But um, for GSP, doesn't really do anything for his sort of stock. The only. thing fighter I think he would come out for is uh, and this probably wouldn't be well it wouldn't be a welterweight, it'd be a catchway is uh, Khabib and uh, Khabib if, if he can uh, and then that will generate X amount of sales and, and GSP will think well it's a, it's a, you know Khabib you can pretty genuinely call him I don't think he's had six title defences, one of the best ever and uh, the GSP obviously is up there
0: Say a a card in in Canada. It says there's like a huge card in Toronto or Russia. Head, yeah, or, or or Russia. Yeah, and headlined it by uh, GSP. Mm.
1: Wow, that'd, yeah.
0: be, that'd be crazy.
1: I think that would be bigger than Conor and Habib. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it would break all records.
1: I think. Yeah, I could see two million, three million buys. Sort of a. Uh,
0: that really was the fairy tale ending, really, because could be but twenty nine and zero. It's not. It's not really a rounded record, is it? I no. mean, to, to, to try and get thirty and 0 against arguably the greatest of all time at sort of that that range of weight, sort of you know between one seventy one one fifty five. If you did it at one sixty, that'd be the good way to you know. It'd be the round way to go out, but you sort of yeah. left it, I, I think be left it a bit unfinished. But there we go.
1: And, yeah, and to turn that digit 29 into 30 with, well, win over GSP, there's probably no better way of doing it. But,
0: but he's uh, he, he's religious and, uh, and, and loyal to his family, so I get it. I
1: do get it. Mm. Okay. Well, moving on to the, the main event, which is uh, Poirier versus McGregor, um yeah just, just give us your thoughts who you think is going to win and uh, why or how um, I, I really don't know to be <laughs> honest um, you can't sit on the fence you'll get splinters yeah uh,
0: true true I, I, I was so uh, confident last time I think we spoke about the second fight and I was confident that you know, this was the, the colour that we knew and loved and this was the one who was dedicated to the to, to the fight game again and he was really determined to go on this, this amazing run. You know, he kept talking about the season. Poirier was number one at this year and he was going to go on like a, a four-fight win streak in, in 2021.
1: Didn't well, be- before well. we... Uh, sorry, before we get into the fight, why don't we... Um... Try to look at the build-up. Now, last time Connor was respectful. He treated Abu Dhabi like his family two-week uh, holiday vacation. How do you think Connor's going to be this time? Leading up,
0: uh, I, I think he'll be an asshole. To be honest,
1: back to normal then.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, do you know what? I, I last time I said I, I think I probably said last time that it's nice to see him respectful, and you know it's good to see him focused and probably has style on the game. But maybe that was the wrong move. Maybe a whole part of Connor's game was the fact that he was so good at the mind games before the fight, his opponents just weren't ready for it. And I think, well, looking at how the fight transpired, it, that, that could be a part of it. Con- Connor's best fights and his best days were when he was acting up to the crowd and playing the mind games with all his opponents and
1: breaking them before they actually get stepped into the cage yeah but do you think uh, now that Dustin has has knocked him out pretty pretty well pretty cold um, whatever Connor does you know bring his whiskey out or shout this or insult him Dustin's not going to give a you know what about it now
0: yeah possibly possibly I, I think I think Poirier is going to go into this very, uh, very positive, and I think he's going to feel good. He, he had a great game plan going into the into the second fight, and he he stuck to it and did well. I, th- I, I think we've just uh, I, I think we're in a stage of Conor's career where he he is now a hundred percent boxing. You know, he, he just doesn't have the same stance anymore. He's a, he has a boxing stance now. The last time we saw him in his fluid, ever-made sort of side with karate stance was against Alvarez, which was his best performance, probably the best, the, the best fight of UFC history, arguably the best performance that anybody has ever seen in a title fight. Right? Then he went into the Floyd fight, and everything's changed. Mm. He's just not that it's, it's not the same stance in this new sort of orthodox sort of boxing stance, he doesn't have the same um, control of distance, he doesn't have the same control over the range, he doesn't seem to generate a great amount of power anymore, I don't know if you've noticed that, he doesn't seem to have that that same shock like before, against Ney, against Eddie, if, if, if he connected once anything like a, a jab or anything would That is right. It sort of shook people and they just couldn't take it and it would just, it would drop people. But since then, it hasn't really, even against Cowboy, right, which was a TKO win, the Mm. big thing was the head kick. Yeah. It wasn't really a strike, it wasn't like a strike which just shocked that, it was a head kick and then he finished it with strikes. So ever ever since he went to boxing and came back, we haven't seen that unbelievable touch of death power from Colin.
1: Mm. And and I'm part sure of I, the part of the build up in Abu Dhabi, he, he, he was talking more about the potential Pacquiao fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dis- I, totally I, dismissed
1: I, Poirier. Yeah. yeah, he did. I thought he was very respectful going got to the fight, but he was.
0: It was very dismissive of Poirier. I just don't think he had. I thought he was very focused and had his eye on the ball, but actually, I don't think he did. I, think, I don't think he was concentrating on Poirier at all. I think he was being very respectful to Poirier because that's the way he wanted to play the game. But I don't think he was focused on it. I think in his head, I think he really wants to be a professional boxer, Connor. I think yeah. he really wants to be that boxing money. He really wants to have the same um, showcase of power and, and uh, tacticians in, in boxing. But yeah, I don't think he does. Mm. I just don't think he's got it and he's taken that boxing stance into MMA, into and he's, which, which, we're not seeing the same guy that we saw four years ago
1: and I think that the build up will be slightly more um, spicy shall we say and based on the um, that um, Poirier said that Connor promised some money never delivered and Connor I think on a tweet or some social media platform said the fights off and called him the H-word, hillbilly, blah, blah, blah. yeah. And then he was back on. So it'd be interesting to see if that comes up. There was uh, Dustin's uh, foundational charity, whatever, whatever he
0: does. Yeah, I think it transpired that Connor did actually um, donate a half a million to a Louisiana charity, but he just didn't want to um,
1: donate it to Poirier's charity mm. I think that's what
0: transpired to the end okay. which is a bit a bit petty but mm. to be fair like, I don't know how the build up is going to be because what we're about three weeks away from this event Yeah. as, as of recording th- three or four mm-hmm. weeks and I haven't heard anything from them Yeah. Like, I, fo- I follow them on Twitter and social media uh, obviously and I haven't really heard much from either either guy I know UFC
1: dropped the uh the promo package, the promo video the other day, mm. which is a good one as always, but I haven't heard it. There's, there's nothing really
0: exploding on social media, there's nothing really exploding in the news about either guy. It's all very quiet, mm. um, which is unusual for Connor.
1: Yeah. And do you think the winner gets uh, Oliveira?
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%.
1: I think
0: I think Conor
1: would probably get it even if he loses. To be honest, but I kind of think Oliveira would want would it. Mm, Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I think probably winner, winner gets the
0: title fight. Yeah, makes, uh, makes perfect sense. So um, I know you said you, it's hard to decide, but uh, you've got to give out a prediction, Matt I am going to aim low. Cause, you know, I, I, I've said the past on, on this show multiple times uh, Connor was one of the guys that really hooked me into MMA and UFC back like seven eight years ago when I was leaving when I, well, I really was losing interest in WWE because they were going through a rough time that you know the bigger larger life characters like Connor coming into the UFC at that time really dragged me into it so I was a fan before the hype and you know I'd like to see him when he's doing well, and I think the whole UFC landscape when Conor is on a winning streak and, you know, a larger-than-life character is better for the business. But I think Poirier probably has his number now. I think Poirier probably knows, doesn't know the winning formula, but I think Poirier is, he doesn't have to overthink it now, Poirier. I think he knows what his best stance is. He knows what his best way of fighting is. Conor, I still don't think, I I don't think he knows because he's stuck in this halfway between MMA and boxing (coughs) we want to be a boxer, we want to do boxing starts, mate, it's not working for you Poirier knows what he's doing and he's going to have a solid game plan going into it so I think Poirier win I will go with a decision win for Poirier
1: Okay, interesting I'm pretty much on on the fence like you said um, yourself that I'd love to watch the fight again. I haven't watched it recently, but I think McGregor had uh, some good uh, momentum in the first round. Um, he had. He had one yeah. good moment. Mm. He had one
0: good moment where he hit, I think it was like a, an overhead right, sort of where he sort of leant right and, and Dustin sort of leant into the correct way and he connected with the right. And it sort of shook Maurier. But like I said, I just didn't think the power was there. I mm. don't think you know. And Collar was trying to say, "Oh, you know, I almost had him in the front. You didn't have him. <laughs> you, mm. you just didn't. Like, you didn't have that that touch of death power. Mm. So I think I, I think Collar is building up that moment a little bit. I don't think Poirier was in much danger, to mm. be honest. But that, that's why I, that's why I, I I said Poirier again. I think poirier has got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Connor will be a lot more serious. He he won't be talking about fighting, you know, for a boxing match afterwards or whatever. Um Um I think his build up will be serious. I probably maybe he need needed another a different camp in the last couple of years, but I think he's he's seen this as his last couple of fights. So I I'm I'm edging towards Connor, to be honest. Um can't exactly say why, but I think Dustin may may sort of um yeah I, I just think Connor may step up his game and he may still have something left that he can deliver, but his lifestyle if you believe you know what you read or what you've heard then maybe he's not the best but uh, I'm gonna go for Connor as a risk to be honest,
0: okay. maybe i'm partly not going for college because i am a fan and i'm setting my expectations low so i'm not as disappointed i was so it's it sounds really pathetic now i'm saying it out loud but when (laughs) the lost in january i i I, I legitimately unfollowed all sort of mma social media for a good month i was so annoyed (laughs) with like just like just the way it went down and I felt let down so I was like I uploaded everything just didn't read anything for a month so maybe me for Poirier is just me sort of setting myself up just in case he loses again
1: okay well, that's uh, <laughs> very uh, very sensible <laughs> um, no that's fine so uh, yeah we'll uh, we'll probably revisit this uh, in the next episode so uh, I'm looking forward to it regardless what who wins oh yeah I really hope that like, I detach myself from, from who I support and, and who I like and just watch the event and be
0: interested mm-hmm. but it's just uh, you know we've we, only we, we got 45 minutes to talk and I think we've gone over that already but just a shout out to this, to this card by the way I mean I don't know if you've really looked into it but even like the main event of the early prelims Ryan Hall is main event team, who is a, such an entertaining yeah. jiu-jitsu fighter at featherweight and you've got like Kevin Lee is in the prelims, not even like a main event on the prelims, just in yeah. the middle of the prelims. Yeah. That's Kevin Lee and Nico Price is fighting. Them.
1: Yeah, it's and a... Cr-
0: tied to the Greg Hart, like,
1: in the what? main card, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I'd probably swap Kevin Lee with Greg Hardy. Um, I know. But, um, yeah. I don't know why Greg Hardy continues to get himself in that main event, that main event card, that main card slot, but... Contra-
1: I think, yeah. Yeah,
0: what what a card?
1: It is. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those where you want to watch all the prelim and then the main card as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's my issue you see, because it's, it's on a it's late at night and usually obviously here for the UK. Um, usually, what I do is I get a good couple of hours sleep in first, and mm. then I set my alarm for like two AM. Yeah, and then I watch. I watch get the main ready.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: and then the main card. Yeah, but I think I don't want to miss Ryan Hall. I don't want And to Kevin,
1: Kevin Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I've got to. I'm going to have to, like, go to sleep at about eight o'clock. I think. Yeah. In get, the
1: evening. <laughs> yeah. Go. Wake up. Go yeah. to sleep early evening. Get up at midnight. Eleven. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't want to miss a fight on yeah. this card. So can't wait.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. So uh yeah, that brings us to the the end of the the episode, and uh, so this has been the MMA shower. UFC two six four Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor, sponsored by Hatton James Legal Co. UK. Um, so Matt, thank you for uh, coming on. Are you doing anything MMA related? Or unfortunately not. I actually uh, got into the, um,
0: the pre sale of of the two six four tickets. Yes, uh, you me- you uh, messaged like- me. Yeah. A load of months ago I I was uh, uh, me and a a pal here in the UK were planning on possibly going to get out there Um, and I was asking around if anybody else wanted to come I got into the tickets and I got in there like you know one of the the first groups I got into the tickets I was really excited and I got given a top tier the top tier of the arena Mm. I got two seats I think it was like row V of the top tier and (laughs) It was like six hundred dollars each. Wow! I was like, no, thank you.
1: Six hundred <laughs> dollars. Whoa!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top, the top tier. So you know you're going to be miles away from the action.
1: In the rafters. The... Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it's in the rafters, and then it was in the back row of the rafters. It was it was terrible. You'll
1: probably you'll probably be hanging off the rafters, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do not get a seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was terrible.
1: And then you got to then you got to fly out, so it would cost you what a couple of grand or something, or whole yeah, package.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it could even go. Anyway, I think um, I think USA's red list at the moment here in the UK, which means yeah, two week quarantine, cetera, blah, blah, no. blah. But anyway, no, no, no MMA events going on for purely MMA. Sadly, uh, we we really want to though, like really want to do some stuff. You know, cu- coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully, hope because Bellator is really more of a a realistic goal for for us here in the UK because they do a lot of Europe and UK events. Sure, sure. uh, Keep an eye at Purely MMA on Twitter, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully as soon as events are up and running and you know at full capacity, we'll be we'll be first in line to get out there and see some live action.
1: Excellent. Get some uh, get some coverage back. Yeah, absolutely because uh, w- when you used to go to an event you used to come on and you know talk about live events, especially some of the the Bellator and the Cage Rage and things like that so
0: yeah and, and um, Bama was our thing Bama um, yeah absolutely we had a good little relationship going with Bama one of the directors reached out to us and, and said we, you know we see that you, you you're here at every event I think it was in like 2016 2017 we yeah. had like a little going where I went to five events in a row hmm Okay. I mean,
1: Bama was such a good, yeah, Bama, yeah, fantastic. Some yeah, very, yeah. great fighters to come out of Bama, yeah. Yeah, so Bama and Bellator,
0: but uh, Bellator is still running, hopefully, hopefully this year,
1: Okay, so this has been the the MMA show. Thank you all for listening, and good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Take care, all the
0: best. <laughs>